Good morning, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Wednesday morning, uh, January the 27th. Um, I just wish you every good and every joy, I, I hope, wherever you are today, uh, however this finds you. Uh, may you know that you are held in the, in the grace and the mercy and the goodness of a loving God. Uh, my friends, uh, today's gospel, we continue through Mark. Yesterday, we finished Mark chapter 3. Today, we're going to begin in Mark chapter 4. And my heavens, uh, I'm sure we're going halfway through it with the parable we're, we're hearing today. So it's kind of a long gospel. Let's dive right in. Mark 4, 1 through 20. So let's break open God's word together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark On another occasion, Jesus began to teach by the sea. A very large crowd gathered around him so that he got into a boat on the sea and sat down. And the whole crowd was beside the sea on land. And he taught them at length in parables. And in the course of his instructions, he said to them, Hear this. A sower went out to sow. As he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it had little soil. It sprang up at once because the soil was not deep. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and it withered for lack of roots. Some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it produced no grain. And some seed fell on rich soil and produced fruit. It came up and grew and yielded thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. He added, whoever has ears to hear ought to hear. And when he was alone, those present along with the twelve questioned him about the parables. He answered them, The mystery of the kingdom of God has been granted to you, but to those outside, everything comes in parables, so that they may look and see but not perceive, and hear and listen but not understand, in order that they may not be converted and be forgiven. Jesus said to them, Do you not understand this parable? Then how will you understand any of the parables? The sower sows the word. These are the ones on the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear, Satan comes at once and takes away the word sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground who, when they hear the word, receive it at once with joy. But they have no roots. They last only for a time. Then, when tribulation or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Those sown among thorns are another sort. They are the people who hear the word, but worldly anxiety, the lure of riches, and the craving of other things intrude and choke the word, and it bears no fruit. But those sown on rich soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it, and bear fruit thirty and sixty and a hundredfold. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. 
you know, my heavens, you get 20 verses of a parable like that, and, and it deserves far more than I'm going to give it. I, I, I think we could talk on each of those uh, ideas of, of have there been seasons in our life where we're the path? Have there been seasons in our life where we are in rocky ground? And have there been seasons in our life where we are among thorns? And the truth is, of course, that is. It's not a question of, listen, which one are we? It's maybe which one are we today in this season of life? Um, But I think I've talked about that before. And so I won't necessarily talk about that today. I I think there's, there's wisdom in our pondering where where we are today and and there's also wisdom in pondering and i won't do it today either that whole idea of why did jesus speak in parables why why wouldn't he want them to come and understand and i'll leave that up to him but i i do know that idea of spiritual masters would do that so simple folk could hear a story and then they would take it with them to work and wherever they were working, be it in the field themselves or be it, you know, on the Sea of Galilee where they were or wherever it was, they could have that story in their mind and they could simply chew on it and chew on it. And a good storyteller, that's what a, a parable, a good parable does is it invites them into it and says, what is the meaning of this? I mean, he spoon feeds it to us uh, in the second half of today's scripture reading. But if he hadn't, what would we say? If we just heard somebody speaking in language like that, we would take that with us and we would just toss it around in our mind. That's what it does. I mean, that's the idea of, of and, and really that's such good teaching. That's such good storytelling. Doesn't, he takes us necessarily to the teeth of it, but doesn't give it to us. Um, but here's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about that idea uh, at the end of this parable where Jesus says, and some seed fell on rich soil and produced fruit, and it came up and grew and yielded 30, 60, and 100 fold. Some seed fell on good soil and it came up and produced 30, produced good fruit, and grew and yielded 30, 60, and 100 fold. And I, I don't necessarily want to just focus, Lord, or, or my friends, on, on whether we, are, are we rich soil or not, or are we thorns or not among the thorns. I, I really want to ask the question, are you content and can you be content? Maybe that's a better question. With whatever produce you are within that. You know, I hear that and say 30 and 60 and 100 and think, oh, I want to be the 100. I want to be the 100. I want to give all of that. Uh, I don't want to be content. I don't want to be just 60. And, you know, and, and maybe in some ways I'm judging and looking down on those who are 60 or judging those who are looking down on 30. Or maybe I'm the 10 and I'm looking up and saying, why can't I be like those who are given 60 or 100? I guess the question for me today is, and, and, and for you, for us to ponder is, Are we content? Are we able to be content today with who we are? Are we able to not look at other people today and say, my gosh, look at how they're walking the faith walk. How come I'm not doing that? And comparing ourselves to them and falling short and and heaping more shame on us 
and saying, how come I'm not producing like they're producing? Or do we conversely look at other people uh, and, and with a bit of judgment and spiritual pride, look on them and say, well, I may not be those people over there who are, who are producing 100 or 60 fold, but at least I'm producing 30 because look at those people over there who are only producing five or 10. At least I'm not like them. And so we find our worth um, on this scale of where am I in compared to them? Where am I in compared to them? And I'm okay, at least now. Brothers and sisters, I don't think that's what Jesus is inviting us to here. I, I really think the question is, are we content to get out of that? I mean, it feels like a hamster on a wheel, doesn't it? Are we, in, are we content just to say, God, I am the field you made. And Lord, I don't know if with the gifts and the soil that I have, with the rock that is there, and with everything that is there, I don't know how much in this field you can produce, but I hope you produce every bit that you can. And whether that is 20 or 30 fold, if that's all you can get out of this field, Lord, I thank you for that. But I want you to get every bit out of that. And I don't need to compare myself to those who are getting 40 or 60 or 80 or 100. Praise God, Lord, for them too that you created them in a way and gave them gifts in a way and you created their field in a way that they can do that. And I pray for them that they can get everything out of that too. And I pray for those, Lord, who are only getting two or four or 10 or 15 out of theirs. And I praise you for that. And I hope that they're getting everything they can out of that field. But this one, me, I'm just a 20-er. I'm just a 30-er. And I don't mean that just in a limiting way. It's saying, am I content with who I am that I don't have to compare myself to those people or those people. I'm not good because I'm better than. I'm not, le- not good because I'm less than. That has nothing to do with that. My life and who I am has nothing to do with any of that. I am who I am. And I am who I am in God's eyes. And that is good enough. And I want to use what I am, these gifts, as small as they are. Again, I use St. Therese all the time because I love that image that, that uh, she is just that little flower, the little flower that we don't have to be the big one. And, and brothers and sisters, maybe in time God will take us somewhere, but it's okay if he doesn't even then because that's up to God to do that all we're called to do is give everything in our field today and invite God to sow that seed to the nth degree in who we are and, and let God, in God's time, bring that to full fruition. And whether that is only 20 or 30, praise God if that's the yield that we can get. This is the widow's might, isn't it? That we got to give everything we can and trust that and not compare ourselves to those who are given you know, a thousand are given out of their access. Are we okay to be content simply with who we are? Some of you may be saying, Joe, this is just a silly saying today. I mean, it's so, it's so obvious. But there are others, and I know it all too well in my life, where... We're just in that comparison game. 
can we step out of that and just say, I'm good because I'm God's child and I want to give everything I can in this field to God and let God worry about the yield. I just want to produce fruit. How much fruit I produce, God, you got to be the one to grow it. You got, it's your seed. you got to grow it. you got to reap it. It's, it's all for you. And not get caught up in the number and not worry about anyone else. But pray for them and praise God when they produce fruit too. I want to end with a quote. I know I did one yesterday. This is another one that's so good. Uh, and I'm not going to do the full one, uh, but it's enough. Uh, it's uh, Pierre Telhard de Chardin, a Jesuit priest who lived 100 years ago who was marvelous and a good thinker. But I think it kind of tries to go where I'm going today. And it's this. So these are Pierre's words. Above all, trust in the slow work of God. We are quite naturally impatient in everything to reach the end without delay. We should like to skip the intermediate, intermediate stages. We are impatient of being on the way to something unknown, something new. And yet it is the law of all progress that it is made by passing through some stages of instability and that it may take a very long time. And so I think it is with you. Your ideas mature gradually. Let them grow. Let them shape themselves without undue haste. Don't try to force them on as though you could be today what time, and that is to say grace and circumstances acting on your own good will will make of you tomorrow. My friends, I do not know what I will be tomorrow I do not know what you will be tomorrow, nor do you, and that is okay. May we trust God's work in us today, and that's enough. That he can produce what he needs to today, and that is enough. It may not be what we want, but that's our ego speaking. Remember, we are called to participate in the death and the passion and death of Christ, and that is dying to our own ego needs and what I need to be in order to feel okay about myself so I can rise as this person of how God sees me because that's all that matters. Are we able to be content simply with who we are today and how God made us today? Let's pray. Invite us to bring our uh, intercessions before our Blessed Mother and place them uh, in her arms. And my rosary is incredibly tangled today, so we'll see if I can do a decade in, the, in this tangle. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The third luminous mystery is the proclamation of the kingdom. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And I'd ask in a special way uh, a very good friend of mine, Father Harry Berryman, uh, is being buried today uh, as we celebrate his funeral here shortly. And so I'd ask you to pray for him. And Father Harry, pray for us. My friends, be good. I look forward to us breaking open God's word again tomorrow.